0: Parable of the unmerciful servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Accounts with his servant. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he, and his wife, and his children, all that he had, be sold to repay the debt. At this the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, and I will pay back everything. He said he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants they out, and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Soon you have had mercy on fellow servant, just as I had on you. In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This how my heavenly father will treat. You.
1: So welcome to, to part 5 uh, of 8 in our series <clears throat> in the Beatitudes, where we've just taken one Beatitude, we've slowed right down, we've taken one Beatitude at a time. Uh, but as I said, they're, they're, they're strung together like pearls on a necklace, and together they describe what is involved in becoming and uh, maturing and flourishing as a follower of Jesus. And so far we've had, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.
0: Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And today we're looking at the fifth Beatitude, Blessed are the merciful they will be shown mercy. I used to play a game called mercy when I was a teenager. It was very sophisticated.
1: It involved squeezing someone's hand as hard as you could and they yours right, until someone relented and pleaded for mercy.
0: There is bears little resemblance
1: to the mercy that Jesus speaks of here. In the Bible, and by definition, mercy is something given to those who have not earned it or do not deserve it.
0: It has to do with, one, showing compassion, and
1: two, freely forgiving. Showing compassion... And two, freely forgiven. So first, to be merciful is to show compassion to people in need. It's not just a feeling. It's not just feeling compassionate. It's compassion in action. And like always, we're to follow the example of Jesus. And there are just so many examples. Just in Matthew, just in Matthew's Gospel. Of Jesus showing us what it means to be merciful. So here are just a few. Just, just take these in. In Matthew 8, a leper came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And he was, and so he did. In Matthew 9, as he was traveling from town to town, he had compassion on the people, on the crowds, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And so he proclaims the good news of the kingdom to them, and heals all the diseases and sicknesses. Then in Matthew 15, a Canaanite woman came to him and cried, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. And so he does, he, he heals the daughter. Also in Matthew 15, as the crowds continue to, to follow him, Jesus says, said to his disciples, Look, I have compassion for these people. I have compassion for these people. They've already been with me for three days. and have nothing to eat. And I don't want to send them home
0: because they might collapse on the way home. And so he miraculously feeds the
1: 4,000. In Matthew 17, a desperate father kneels before Jesus and asks, Lord, have mercy on my
0: son. And seizures and suffering terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water.
1: And so Jesus does. He heals him. And then in Matthew 22, blind men sitting by the roadside, they shout out once again, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. And we're told that Jesus had compassion on them. And so he does.
0: He heals In Matthew, those who ask, ask for Christ's mercy, always receives it. Because he's always so willing. And if we look around, If we listen closely, we can hear those who have no hope those who need our help asking us, if you're willing, you can restore my dignity. If you're willing, you can ease my hunger. If you're willing, you can relieve me of my loneliness. If you're willing, you can alleviate my pain. If you're willing, you can show me mercy. If you're willing, you can show me who Jesus is.
1: So to be merciful is to show compassion for people in need. It's not just, a, it's not just feeling compassionate. It's compassion in, in action. To be merciful is to be instinctively generous,
0: thoughtfully caring, and creatively helpful. And uh, Jesus tells a story that pictures this sort of mercy. A man was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he was attacked by robbers. And they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, went away, and left him half dead. And the priest happened to be walking by. And when he saw him, he crossed to the other side of the road. So to a Levite, when the Levite saw him, he crossed to the other side of the road. The Samaritan, sea he traveled, came where the man was,
1: and when he saw him, he took pity on him. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. At the end of the day, it was a Samaritan who had mercy on him, and he shows us what it might look like for us to have mercy. Notice mercy has an eye for distress. He saw him.
0: He saw him. Mercy has a heart of pity, it took pity on him. Mercy puts in the effort to help. It went to him, bandaged his wounds, put the man on his own donkey, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And finally, mercy acts in spite of enmity. There was an age-old conflict between the Jews and the Samaritans. Hence why Jesus introduces a Samaritan by saying, but a Samaritan is nigh for distress, a heart for
1: pity, putting in the effort to help in spite of enmity. That's mercy. That's mercy. And I think when it comes to us showing that same kind of compassion for people in need, the other point to make here is that presumably all three characters in this story The priest and the Levite and the Samaritan had places to be and things to do. And yet the Samaritan was the only one who was willing to be delayed, willing to take a detour in order to show compassion. Who doesn't hate detours?
0: Because although we too have places to be and things to do, Showing compassion would probably mean we're going to have to take
1: one. So to be merciful is to show compassion for people in need. But second, to be merciful is to be forgiving. And, and I believe that's actually probably the emphasis here uh, in, in, the, in this beatitude. Mercy is forgiving another who has sinned against you. And um, that is what Jesus' parable in Matthew 18 is all about. The context of course for this parable is uh, Jesus speaking of how it is that we ought to deal with sin inside the church. And then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times,
0: but 77 times. Now his point is not that
1: he is to withhold forgiveness after the 78th offence. Jesus' point is that those who are shown mercy are to show mercy.
0: Or the forgiven, forgive. Forgiven people forgive. And then he tells this
1: parable to illustrate and develop his point. And the first scene begins that the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. So in case you're wondering, the king here represents God and the servants his people and settling accounts a natural metaphor for, for judgment. And there was a man who owed the king 10,000 bags of gold or 10,000 talents. Now a talent was the highest known unit of currency in the Roman Empire. And 10,000 was the highest number for which uh, Greek had a particular word for. The word is myrios.
0: It's where we get our word myriad from. It was often used to express an incalculable number. So here, a zillion talents.
1: But if you were to try and do the maths, a talent was worth about 20 years of one's labor, and so one would have to work approximately 200,000 years to to repay the debt
0: that we're talking about here. You thought you had debt. So since he was not able to pay, he and his family were sold into slavery. That's how people would get themselves out of debt. But it's pretty clear that um, he's never going to be able to repay it. And at this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. And I'll pay back everything. But it's an empty promise, isn't it?
1: So in verse 27, the servant's master took pity on him. Cancel the debt and let him go. Not only does the king forgive his debt, but presumably he's going to personally
0: absorb it. Remind you of anyone? And so what does the servant do? He goes out, finds one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins, grabbed him, began to choke him, demanding pay back what you owe me. A coin
1: or a, or a denarius was a, was a single day's worth of labor. And so he's seeking to be paid back something like four
0: months' worth of wages, which is not nothing. It's not nothing except when you compare it to what he had owed their king. And with almost the
1: exact same words the first servant had used only moments earlier. His fellow servant fell to his knees and
0: begged him, Be patient with me, shall i pay back. But he refused. And instead he went off and had the man thrown into prison, until he could pay the debt. And the other servants are rightly outraged and reported the matter to the king. That's you and I, isn't it? In the final scene, the master calls the servant in, wicked servant, I cancelled all that debt of yours.
1: Because you begged me to, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And the king orders that he be imprisoned and tortured until he should pay back all that is owed. But because that is so just astronomical, it's a life sentence.
0: It's a life sentence. And here's the point. That God unconditionally forgives those who repent.
1: So immense a debt against him. It's just unconscionable for believers to refuse to forgive each other for
0: sins remain trivial in comparison. Now, friends, that does not mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's, it's not going to take a long time. But to have no desire to forgive is actually pretty dangerous. Pretty dangerous. Jesus ends the parable with a point. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart.
1: Which brings us to the second uh, half of our Beatitude. Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. The reason the merciful are blessed is because they and they alone are going to be the ones who are shown mercy. Now this is an incredibly hard saying. But it's not something that Jesus doesn't teach elsewhere. So for example, a little later on in the Sermon on the Mount, he will will say, look, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. The point is not that you must merit mercy by mercy or forgiveness by forgiveness. If we have to be merciful in order to receive mercy, none of us would receive mercy, would we? Because none of us
0: are ultimately or perfectly merciful. But also, an earned mercy would
1: just be a contradiction in terms, wouldn't it? If mercy is earned, it's not mercy; it's 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 your payday, it's your paycheck. In the Bible, and by definition, mercy is something given to those who have not earned it or do not deserve it. What this beatitude means is that those who are truly God's children and as such are objects of his mercy
0: will themselves be merciful and will receive mercy
1: in the end. You see, all these beatitudes are responses The responses to who God is and what he has done. Listen to this. you are a chosen people. A royal priest of a holy nation. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people. But now you are a people.
0: Now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy.
1: Now you have received mercy. Now you have received mercy. Mercy comes from mercy. Mercy comes from mercy. Our mercy to each other comes from God's mercy to us. And our gratitude for what God gives us is revealed in how merciful we are toward those who owe us. In other words,
0: our horizontal relationships with one another Reveal the nature of our vertical one with God. John Stott writes, Nothing moves
1: us to forgive like the knowledge that we ourselves have been forgiven. And nothing proves more clearly that we have been forgiven than our own readiness to forgive. Ultimately, friends, we we can and are to be merciful because Jesus was and is merciful with us. Those who are shown mercy are to show
0: mercy for forgiven people to give. Now, I love our church. We've been saved. We are being sanctified. The reality is that someday, and in some way, We're going to hurt one another. We're going to sin against one another. And whether you've called this your church home for three decades, or three years, or three months, you'll know something about this. Whether it is a harsh word that has been spoken, or perhaps a kind word that has been withheld. But here is where I think we come unstuck. when others don't acknowledge their own sin and repent, it's so easy to be a Peter, isn't it? And say, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? So as you reflect upon that person or on that conflict, I want you to hear the advice of the fellow who wrote Amazing Grace, John Newton. Listen to this. The Lord loves him and bears with him.
1: Therefore you must not despise him or treat him harshly. The Lord bears with you likewise and expects that you should show tenderness to others from a sense of the much forgiveness you need yourself. In a little while,
0: you will meet in heaven. I hope by then that all animosities, little and big, are buried by mutual consent in the Redeemer's blood. Now I know that there is a lot of history here. A lot of history. Some of which is extremely complex. But are there brothers and sisters whom you have not forgiven? Yes, there must be repentance. But if that is not forthcoming, it doesn't mean we're to be merciless. Think of your family too. Are there family members from whom you are withholding forgiveness? Counselors, Testify that unwillingness to forgive someone lies deep at the heart of all kinds of personal problems. Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And my prayer is that we will become increasingly characterised by this mercy that God has first shown to us in Christ, and that he promises to show us on the last day.
1: I want to end, though, by reflecting once again on the mercy that God has shown to us and still does show to us, and still does offer us. This little throwaway phrase
0: in, uh, in 2 Corinthians, Paul calls God the Father of
1: all mercies, Father of all mercies. And you're going to have to excuse the slightly older English, but Thomas Goodwin, a 17th-century English Puritan, reflected on this phrase so well. So just sit back, just just allow this to wash over
0: you. He writes, God has a multitude of all kinds of mercies. As our hearts and
1: the devil are the father of a variety of sins, so God is the father of a variety of mercies. There is no sin or misery, but God has a mercy for it. He a multitude of mercies of every kind as there are a variety of miseries which the creature is subject, subject to, he has so he has in himself a shop, a treasury of all sorts of mercies, divided into several promises in the scripture, which are but so many boxes of this treasure. If your heart be hard, his mercies are tender. If your heart be dead, his mercy, he has mercy to liven it. If you be sick, he has mercy to heal you. If you be sinful, he has mercies to sanctify and cleanse you
0: large and as various as our wants, so large and various are his mercies. So we may come boldly to find grace and mercy to help us in a time of need, a mercy for every need. All the mercies are in his own heart. He is transplanted into several beds in the garden of his promises, where they grow. And he has abundance of variety of them, suited to all the variety of the diseases Father, we're told to be merciful even as you are merciful. You described as rich in mercy, or
1: full of mercy, or as the Father of mercies, and in your great mercy you have not treated us as our sins deserve, but have given us that which we have not earned
0: and that which we do not deserve. Our mercy to each other comes from us. Your mercy to us. So in this, may our horizontal relationships with one another reflect the nature of our vertical one We pray this in Jesus' name.